And welcome to Papa's Basement episode. That's what we call these episodes of Papa's Basement, the podcast. <laughs> it's a very creative moniker uh we're not going with podcock anymore no we're not i uh damn i'm sorry yeah i (laughs) no longer get uh orally aroused by you going on other podcasts in front of me and then making me listen oh i thought that's what you that's what you asked me to be your co-host for that was my (laughs) shtick as you look me in the eye and say oh this podcast is so much funnier than yours Uh, i am i'm john papa giorgio she is molly heckerling what's up molly i'm molly heckerling and i'm coming to you from (laughs) molly's mama's attic yes you've got the attic and I am currently back in that lovely condo that my, my friend owns that I, uh, that we recorded, I think, our first pool podcast together in about a month ago. Oh, okay. So it's like month full and a circle. Half ago. Yeah, exactly. I think it was the one where I spilled my guts about that uh, woman I do improv with that I had the crush on. And <laughs> as inoffensive as I thought it was, I also hope to God she never hears it. Uh, um, I'm sure she's obsessively listening to it and getting off <laughs> on the validation of your unrequited love. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I I have had an eventful... I don't think we've recorded in like 10 days. I have I have had an eventful little stretch, my friend. I don't know about you, but it's... Uh, I have it, had an uneventful stretch, but tell me about, about your stretch. I... <laughs> Spread it. I, I'm, I'm going to gape, okay? <laughs> if you're familiar with Rotten.com and Goatsy, <laughs> that's what you're getting right here. Nice. Uh, Yes, not, not <laughs> Australian one-hit wonder goatee, goatee. Um, I totaled my car, although it has not officially been totaled out yet. I oh, can guarantee I totaled that thing out. <laughs> what happened? So Sunday in the, the D.C. area, and I'm guessing much of the eastern seaboard, um, we were, we were going to get snow. And, you know, meteorologists, they're kind of hit and miss. But uh, I i was rolling under the assumption that they were going to be relatively correct. Mm-hmm. And I decided to go out and have lunch with some friends in the, the condo where I am now standing. Mm-hmm. Because um, a, a woman named Emily that we had done a an online sketch writing class with back in, like, April of 2000. Mm-hmm. pretty much right when pandemic started um i don't like to bring this up too much because i do, do you have like plans that you kind of like lie about that you then say were like canceled by the pandemic but if it weren't for like the pandemic your entire life would be different and better um <laughs> I was one of those people that, like, when the pandemic hit, I was like, yes, this is what I've been training for my whole life. Yeah. Of being reclusive and thinking of excuses to not go places. It's, um, it's pretty funny because I, I was very unfazed compared to a lot of people as well. And I'm like, gosh, I guess people were, like, living life or something because I'm just more playing my nintendo switch that i was before shit (laughs) right i know it's like it it doesn't sound healthy but also if you're like a person who writes or you know just does anything that's sort of like an introspective process like jerking off on reddit and playing nintendo switch it's like yeah you're prone to just wanting to 
hole up and be alone. Yeah, um, like so much of my life was already escapism, and I was like, all right, throw like you know, like what I'm missing out on two hours of improv a week. I would have done <laughs> like I wasn't really like crazy over the top with the doing improv stuff yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you know I had kind of like completed the curriculums where. I was doing most of my uh, performing, if you will, whatever the okay. fuck. Yeah. So I, we just, we didn't do a lot of stuff and it, there was a lot of downtime in between classes and whatever the hell else there was to take. So it, it wasn't like now where I'm doing that crap three, four times a week to get the fuck out of the house and feel I'm alive and you know, whatever the hell else I do to plug these holes inside me. Um, <laughs> right. It's just gone to the point with Omicron where people are just like, fuck it, there's been too many variants. I just want to go back to doing whatever. And if I die trying to do improv, it's it's fine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I, we all know I'm going to die doing <laughs> something ridiculous and embarrassing. And yeah, this it'll be that. I'm going to catch some new variant via improv and that's that's what's gonna happen but my 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 go-to story was i had actually signed up for multiple upright citizens brigade classes to continue my both my improv training and my sketch writing training Hmm. uh begin that in new york literally the weekend everything shut down was i think class number one and i was kind of taking them both in tandem and i was gonna like you know probably try to stay there at least overnight and like kind of really incorporate myself into New York City. Mm-hmm. And instead, the city shut down and the Upright Citizens Brigade sank like Atlantis. <laughs> and now there's almost like, other than getting to hang out with you and eat at a couple of restaurants that I'm fond of and maybe see improv at much lesser theaters, <laughs> there's very little I care to do in New York City anymore. Right. Like, I used to go there and just buy like three, four tickets, in, you know, like uh, shows in a row at the Upright Citizens Brigade. Like the, I think even the steepest tickets at, with the final price hike were like fifteen fifty with the handling and everything. So I was like, yeah, okay, like forty five bucks worth for like six hours of viewing. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, and long story short, that all got canceled, and they moved the sketch writing classes online. And I did the sketch writing class with this woman named Emily. And weirdly enough, also in our class was uh, Farah Abraham, the teen mom. Okay. Who, uh, you know, did the porn with uh, James Dean. Nice. So every so often during class, I would text my friends like links to her getting, you know, multiple hands of James Dean shoved inside <laughs> her and whatever the fuck else. And we... Entire forearms just going Yeah, I mean, like... Around. Yeah, I, I think the, the film was called Backdoor Teen Mom. <laughs> and there were various new clips that had been uploaded to Pornhub since I last, you know, out of curiosity, watched like a 30 second snippet of Backdoor Teen Mom. Right. Um, How do you yes and your way into that? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently if you're James Dean, you just shove four <laughs> fingers in and then another four. And then... <laughs> Tara Abraham says, oh, my God, like, I can take eight <laughs> fingers at once, but I can't get fisted, and I don't know why. And you're just like, God damn, this country needs to fucking fall. Uh, uh, yeah, so Emily was uh, was in town. Emily mm-hmm. lives in New York, but was randomly in town and was like, hey, this is it. We've talked for, like, a year and a half, like, little sketch writing group 
right. about meeting in person, this is the time. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, God, it's going to snow. And I should be staying home. Playoffs. <laughs> just watch football and be safe and warm. But God damn it, get out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all of us met in my, my buddy Dawn's apartment in her condo where I'm at now. And it was great. Like, you know, it was fun hanging out in person and seeing other people. And then after about an hour or so, we were like, oh, it's it's snowy. Let's go home. And uh, one of the, the people in the group is a, a petite little person named uh, Kate. And Kate is like five foot or some crap. And, you know, she was like about to like walk home like a mile or so. And I'm like, oh. no, I'll give you a ride home. This is insane. Yeah, get so, in the car, string bean. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, if anyone's <laughs> organs will shut down like ten minutes into snowfall, it's her. Like, yeah, she just can't, can't do improv with hypothermia. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, once the the cold takes your fingers, you certainly will never be able to fist Farah Abraham. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you could nub her, right? But that's that. That's, that's not a, a different. Fist. That's a different subgenre on Pornhub. Yeah, exactly. You could give her the old thalidomide baby <laughs> and give her a flippering, but not a fisting. <laughs> so I, I take Kate back, and there's actually an improv practice uh, that I go to often that is in the building next door to Kate's. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's really coming down. Like, they they got it right this time. The snow is really coming down. But... I kind of bought into the narrative that I had heard on the local news where they're like, look, a couple weeks ago, Route 95 got shut down. Like, this was national news. I think you heard about this. A lot of people were reaching out to me. They're like, are you currently trapped on, like, Route 95? Because there is a horrific stretch of this godforsaken highway, as I call it, the the country's STD and cocaine corridor because it <laughs> the, goes the best deference of the yeah yeah exactly it goes penis it goes from the meatus to the anus <laughs> of our country and believe you me the anus is Key West and from <laughs> Key West you can drive all the way up to wherever the fuck Stephen King lives <laughs> like and everything like the the STD rates and the the drug problems are like you can watch their density kind of bleed out the further you get from 95 but 95 while like the vital artery of this nation's commerce is also disgusting Mm -hmm. and um there's a specific chunk of it about a 30 mile stretch very close to my house maybe like 25 miles from my house that is just we accept that it is a nonstop, perpetual traffic jam and it, uh, shocker, it was in this state when snow started falling and then multiple tractor trailers jackknifed and congrats, plows can't plow through a fucking tractor trailer. Yeah. Like, I don't care how many Mad Max films you watch, they're full <laughs> of shit. And suddenly people were trapped on this highway for honest to God, like a day and a half. Yeah. Like, you know, drinking their piss alive oh. style. God damn. Yeah. Um, so the prevailing thought was like in a bid to kind of show the world we're not fucking idiots twice in a row, the roads would be pre-treated to hell. And there was no like preceding rain. So again, it was like, we've sprayed the pre-treatment down. Nothing's going to stick. No water has washed this crap away. So I was like, okay, 
kind of playing with fire here, but fuck it. I'll, I'll yes and for an hour. <laughs> yes and to life, John. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, since July of this year, or I guess 21, I've enjoyed being around people and doing improv. I've, I've kind of dug this whole living thing that I've heard so much about. <laughs> it's, uh, it's earning, I don't want to say rave reviews from me, but it certainly beats, you know, hour 2000 of Animal Crossing. Sure. It's like three and a half stars. Yes. Like out of five, not four. (laughs) It's okay. It's, it's like a, oh God, I was going to say it's like the hangover two, but no, hangover one would be a three and a half or maybe (laughs) a three out of five. I don't know. Where do you fall on the hangover scale? How do you feel? I I actually um, haven't seen the hangover movies. I've seen like parts of. I don't think you're missing a ton. No. I don't think you're missing a ton. They, they fall under that category of uh comedies like wedding crashers specifically i remember there were a couple like dopey broy comedies that were like okay but i remember during my online flirtation phase of like 06 to 08 on myspace there were some comedies that like specifically women would really crow about and you had to be like, please tell me you love Wedding Crashers or, you know, The Hangover. And I had to be like, yeah, it's the fucking best. You know, like, because I didn't hate them. There's there's just something so cloying, though, about the phrase, please tell me you like blank. And it's like, yeah. no. <laughs> exactly. Because it's like, you're, yeah. <laughs> because I feel anytime I've asked that in, like, invisible ink underneath that text is the thought of fucking me and the answer to that's a resounding yes that's why i reached out to you right so you know like barring yeah like i'm going to ram a rolling pin inside you like i'm i'm you know that that was my original yes ending if you've ever if you've ever wondered how uh boys get amenable it's uh you know what just have a, a pretty chick ask them to do whatever like yeah yeah, yeah okay Please tell me you like Kate and Leopold. Yes, and sure, yeah, fun stuff. Picnics and prostate play. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, I was feeling like not the best about this, but I was like also thinking, okay, fuck it. These roads, they must have done a lot to treat this shit. God help us. So I do my hour of improv and to the, the credit of the hour of improv, it was a fun hour of improv. You know what I like? It, like it went life okay. affirming? Yeah. Life was affirmed. <laughs> I only had to say that I liked wedding crashers thrice. And it's because of the rule of threes, it gets funnier every time. <laughs> yeah. The, as the lie compounds itself. Yeah. So at the end of practice, Kate is able to exit this place and walk across the street to her apartment. But my other improv friend, Mickey, who is also equally <laughs> wee in stature, is like out front and shivering and is like, I guess I'll wait for an Uber in like a, you know, Eeyore type voice because I just uh-huh. want to make her sound extra pathetic here. <laughs> and uh, you, you told me that like, what is it? A lot of Jewish people are anemic or something? <laughs> you said this last night. Great, now I'm the Jewish anemics. Yeah. Kyle me on Twitter. No tip Jew, Molly Ackerley. I'm going to get so canceled with my fellow Jewish anemics. 
but you you had said as much and that's why like well, it's more of an ashkenazi thing okay than... well i think she's ashkenazi they're like the pasty type right yeah, yeah. that's us okay yeah northern european eastern yeah eastern european all that shit okay yeah so she's she's in that category mm-hmm. and she's like always fucking cold always <laughs> freezing and like literally i hung out with her last night and she was freezing and then you mentioned that to me like maybe an hour after i saw her and i laughed my ass off because i was like oh this explains so much so i i'm like oh god i'm really really playing with fire here but i'm like i can't i can't leave her here to wait for an uber that's gonna take two hours like fuck it i'm like all right i'll give you a ride even though it's in the opposite direction and i was just literally like as a joke well not really a joke because i knew it was happening i was just like (laughs) it's like if i do total my car you owe me for the deductible and she was like (laughs) okay and look, I won't try to collect because Mickey's a lawyer. And so she'll cancel this. But for the think... record, Mickey said okay to this. This is an oral agreement. Yes. I just want it known that I knew how grim my odds were. This was a long con on your part, wasn't it? You were gonna, you're like, I'm going to drive my little skinny spinner friends home in the snow and make them pay my deductible because <laughs> they want a new Prius. Skinny spinners. Oh god, that's too good. No, there's no spinning action. They're all they're all taken. I just know a bunch of fucking Smurfs. Bunch. All Smurfs do improv. Yeah, exactly. And they're anemic. <laughs> Apparently they didn't say yes and to enough dinner and now they're all four foot eight. <laughs> say yes and to some fucking raisin bran and get that iron <laughs> level up. Yeah. So I get Mickey home. And she's like, hey, it's kind of bad. Would you want to stick around? And I'm just like, no, fuck it. I want to get home and watch football. <laughs> and I, I double back towards home. Um, by this point, I'm realizing that the highways are completely untreated. Mm. Everything I believed in Shit. was a lie. Like <laughs> so much of this country. What else is new? Yeah. But, I mean, you you don't have a big driving background, and I think most of your driving was done out in California. Yeah. But, like, you know, there's – if you're getting snowed in in the northeast, usually the trick is to get the fuck out of your neighborhood, and then, like, the, the bigger arteries are plowed, and you can drive. Mm-hmm. Um, this experience being on these very, very populated highways was, like, you were driving at 30 – 40 miles an hour on your unplowed residential road and like my tires past inspection but certainly not the perkiest pair of tits in the bra anymore <laughs> like just a little crepey a little balding yeah like they're they were doing their best but i was pretty much coasting on momentum getting around mm-hmm. and somehow uh, I'm going down these back roads. There's a driver who decides to fuck everything up for everyone by being the person who's going to go three miles an hour. And again, uh, you need momentum to move in snow because traction is very hard to come by. Yeah, yeah. And this guy is forcing us all to jam on our brakes, which also, guess what? Like, you can't brake for shit in the snow. You're scared. Yeah. And I actually managed to weave past this person mm-hmm. on like, they're taking the middle of a two lane setup. I get past them like a brilliant piece of driving. <laughs> if I do say so myself, okay. like fucking chef's kiss. Right. 
I make it to the main highway, Route 66, another drug and gonorrhea, you know. <laughs> I <laughs> like, think you're giving me all the spots that I should, this, the whole circuit I should work when the pandemic's finally over. Oh, yeah. Just post up next to any very, very busy, you know, interstate in mm-hmm. this great country of ours. and <laughs> Set up shop in the nearest gas station toilet. <laughs> yeah. And really all the cocaine and Johns you can handle await. I'm so excited now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I like excited to be the social butterfly this pandemic has kept me from being. <laughs> All the sweet trucker sex you can handle, Heckerling. Um, okay, so then what happened? You, you coasted past them. I get onto the main highway. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I did it. I fucking did it. And it's untreated. Okay. And within one mile, I just... Not going any sort of crazy speed, 30-ish miles an hour, 35, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, the car just starts, I don't really remember this, like, shocker. <laughs> I don't remember it vividly. The concussion but, kept you from remembering the key elements. Yeah, but, you know, I'm I'm a pretty laid-back person. I like <laughs> to think under fire. I don't know what the fuck broke my brain in that regard maybe it's because i always saw my mom as anxious to the nth degree about everything Mm -hmm. and so much of my being is like she's a maniac i want to be the opposite of that but like even in this situation i remember being like very very calm about it and just being like okay uh the car is now pointing toward the jersey wall i'm gonna try to stop it uh (laughs) we've fishtailed in the opposite direction maybe i'm not gonna hit it and I think then I kind of fishtailed again. It's like, nope, I'm going to hit it. Oh, and fuck. I got it hard enough that the airbag deployed and, you know, smashed my face into the, the seat and everything. And I'm mm-hmm. like, huh, all right. And I'm still spinning at this point. Right. And with the deployed airbag. Shit. And then I, uh, I eventually, the car 180s and the back end of it smashes against the jersey wall. Oh, okay. So yeah. people are passing by me. At mm-hmm. least uh, I'll give it to one woman who lowered her window and was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm fine. Well, she wasn't like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Nelson Muntz. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he looks pretty hurt. I say ha ha. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like that was, <laughs> if you want a moment of levity. My mom later was like, and no one offered to pull over and give you a ride? And I was like, I didn't crash in 1950, bitch. Like, good Lord. Like, I'm happy that they didn't run me over. I know this world is a cold, cold place. Like, yeah. And, but to your mom, you're her golden boy. So it's like, nobody yeah. stopped. I was like, is that John Papa George? Did they not know that mommy's special little man was out in the cold? Oh, I'm listening. Uh, hold on. I'm pausing to see if this cat is actually going to vomit onto the, <laughs> the carpet. Let me lean in, see if you can hear this. Oh, good. I get I get the free show, but our listeners don't. <laughs> oh, my God. Why? No. You're so cruel. Mason? No. You holding it in, buddy? Thank you. He won. He won versus the barf. Good boy, Mason. I didn't want to clean that up anymore, and he wanted to poke it up. Uh, all right, cool. So uh, I get out of the car, and I am like 
perpendicular to the flow of traffic, oh wedged God. against the Jersey wall. And I, I wanted to be a pretty boy for my <laughs> improv practice. So I'm wearing yeah. some, uh, some rather decorative, festooned, uh, ornate, but not functional, really, boots. Um, great. <laughs> yeah. I, they were... Like a loose knit Hemingway sweater. Yes. Yeah, so it was... really catches the breeze. <laughs> yes. I was wearing, and you saw me in the, the sweater, which mm-hmm. thankfully was very hot, but uh, <laughs> also, yeah, like, I, I can't knock the sweater, actually. All I can say <laughs> to mock the sweater is that it reminds me, yes, of both like a Hemingway sweater. And as a child, looking through my father's collection of literally like eight millimeter porn reels, mm-hmm. he had a collection uh, of a brand called Swedish Erotica, <laughs> which I can only assume like the originals that this shit is is actually worth something. God, I want to believe. <laughs> and I have vivid memories, vivid memories as a child of John the Wad Holmes. Oh the God. the porn star, the fucking Babe Ruth of fucking on camera, wearing like this exact sweater, like because on the side of the boxes, I never set up the eight millimeter player. <laughs> I didn't know how to do a reel to reel, but I could at least like jerk my little baby gherkin to like <laughs> the little postage stamp size like previews of the various you know vignettes contained within this art house feature you just hold it up to the light and look at the film (laughs) frame by frame yeah and yeah of course and i actually find out what really happened to jfk back into the left (laughs) so not just the sexual position exactly yeah and then I, both of us blew all over Jackie Kennedy's jacket. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so um, okay, so you're not dead. You're perpendicular to traffic in your decorative but non-functional boots. People yes. are looking at you like, oh my god, what an asshole. Pretty much. They're just like, what a shithead. But I, yeah. I guess I was far over enough that people could mostly get around me. It wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just hop onto the car itself. And then walk on it and okay. just go onto the Jersey wall. Because I'm like, well, this is probably safer than anything else. Um, I just ram into it. And trust me, it, I didn't budge the wall. <laughs> the car took the front. <laughs> so fuck it, I'll sit here. The and, wall was unfazed. Yeah, exactly. It was definitely wall one, John, nothing. <laughs> so, just like your dating life. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God. Fucking dating. What is dating? Wait, I can't even tell you the line. It's just I, a series of walls. I don't, I don't want to belittle anyone in case I'm forgetting something, but I don't know the last time I had a date. God damn it. One of these days. One of these days. One of these days, Alice. One of the, yeah, bing, bang, boom. <laughs> um, okay, so you're on the wall. I'm on um, the wall. And, and then what? I, I call 911 because mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, probably need to get me the fuck off the road this isn't good 
And event, maybe like 30 minutes later, 20 minutes later, I'm sitting in the snow. Like, I'm still pretty dazed. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those deals where you think you're pretty functional at the time, and then you're looking back, and you're like, no, no, I was pretty fucked in the brains, if I had to guess. Like, right. you know, I just took a fucking airbag to the noggin and was sitting freezing my ass off, and was kind of like, oh, God, this is my reward for doing some kind things. <laughs> right. Disassociating hardcore for wanting to have a social experience. Yeah. And it sucks, because it was like real out altruism because like i don't want to bang either of these people like they both got significant others so this is genuine believe... me being a good guy yeah i can't believe i'm gonna die for being a gentleman yeah exactly you're like like if the ship's gonna go down and it went down trying to get some pussy you're like ah, we all knew it was gonna happen this way but like to just genuinely be like oh, i just wanted to help some friends you're like fuck this sucks <laughs> so I'm sitting there and the cops come. And of course the, the, you know, like immediately the cop is just like, you're, you're going way too fast. Like I can tell right now. I'm like, I was like, uh, no, I wasn't. He's like, no, the way you hit it and shit. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. Fucking Einstein. The physicist, <laughs> like, you know, like, what are you are, like in your spare time? Are you a fucking pool shark? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like you want to tell me the goddamn physics behind like compacting snow, interacting <laughs> with bald tires and this and that. I'm like, I didn't do shit. And eventually he chilled the fuck out and changed his tune. Cops are weird like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll fucking like test you for a bit. I guess maybe to rattle you or they're just in a shit mood or whatever the hell. I really don't know what it is. Well, it's an authority thing. I'm sure. Um, I guess so. You know, at least I'm a woman. So anytime I've dealt with cops, I'm I'm a white woman. So anytime I've dealt with cops, it's a very sort of like patronizing, but like, you Mm -hmm. know not authoritarian sort of trip with them but like for anyone else it's just immediately like here comes officer krupke shitbag like yeah and acting like oh well you know what you did wrong and you know and it's just weird because it's like not to sound like the vulture that i am but i've dealt with like dozens and dozens of cops at this point in my years of doing legal evictions and stuff Mm. so like they don't phase me and it's weird to see when you're you're dealing with them and they know you're supposed to be there immediately they're just like oh hey what's up you know like completely right chill with you and like as long as you don't get like this is my police advice to you as long as you don't get rattled and you're like hey get the fuck off my back about it but like you know you're kind of polite about it they'll usually mellow the fuck out with you but also being white is huge yeah Um, it's great for a lot of reasons i can't recommend it enough um (laughs) do that too five stars yeah, exactly. Like, and I'm I'm not even like good white. I'm just like kind of white passing, you know. Like my dad was like Castro level dark, you know. But like, it, but I'm you close look enough. like you look like um you look like a dude of Italian descent, and Italians are usually racist, so they probably like you. Oh yeah, like it's so funny. Well, yeah, around here we just mm-hmm. don't have Italians. Period. I, I like how you're like going to the whole New York mentality of every fucking Dago <laughs> cop. Like, you know how like in Queens you got your Italians and Marty Scorsese. <laughs> yeah um yeah no here we just have regular white people cops boring yeah i know the worst of the worst but like yeah i i i do love that the italians like the instant they got lumped in with whiteness they're like we're gonna run with this and be real (laughs) shitty about it i hate counting italians as whites i'll die on that fucking hill (laughs) i'm always like me thinks the wap death protests too much well i mean it's also like you know 
the difference between being like Northern Italian and Sicilian because they can oh, yeah. be racist against each other too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, my dad is from Crete, which is 100% like the Sicily of Greece. <laughs> and I guess my mom is like, I don't know, whatever the fuck the coastal area of Greece is. So she's like not too much higher on the pecking order. <laughs> but weirdly enough, there are some green and blue eyes in the family, like half of her side. So, in theory, if I married a white enough broad, like, the kids might, <laughs> might have light eyes, but I'd still accuse her of infidelity, just to be safe. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting, because my, my baby has blue eyes, and mm-hmm. uh, it totally comes from Jason's side of the family, but it never occurred to me to accuse him of infidelity. Okay. And now I'm totally going to. <laughs> Wait, you're going to accuse him of infidelity? You cheated yeah. on me, and now our child has blue eyes. He's like, wait the fuck. Yeah, why the fuck she's got blue eyes? No one in my family's got blue eyes. (laughs) Yeah, but you're, like, both of your, am I missing something here? Like, both of your parents had pretty dark hair, and you're a fucking ginge, right? Well, yeah, but it's a recessive gene, so it was around, and uh, apparently there was a a whole shit ton of German kids on my, you know, grandfather's side that they called the Reds, because they Uh, were all redheaded. Gotcha, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's where the the redheaded stepchild term kind of comes from because because no one in, wants it <laughs> well yeah but back in the day a lot of dudes would like marry a blonde and they might get <laughs> brown haired and then the kid comes out red as fuck and they're just like who did you bang <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know <laughs> like ew it has freckles away. um yeah recessive gene bounces around fuck it yeah um, i back in the day weirdly enough i used to have a lot of like red hair in my beard and I don't, not from eating pussy. Uh, like, I just randomly had red stuff in my beard. And I don't. I don't know how that <laughs> That's works. That's interesting. I have one black pube. Nice. <laughs> Who does it belong to? <laughs> it belongs to Nicholas Cope. <laughs> <laughs> I love calling him by his, his true name. Nicky Cope. Yeah. Humble Beginnings. Yeah, that Nick Cage, that. that's a slave name right there. I don't do that. <laughs> um, okay, so um so during during your wipeout, did you 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 were you were having like a very zen, serene, you know, I accept it if this is death kind of moment? Yeah, I, I just for whatever <laughs> reason, and I don't want to act like I'm inherently good at this stuff i think it probably is something that came out of me despite my mom like so much of me mm-hmm. uh i just yeah i don't freak out i'm just constantly doing you know crunching numbers in my head it's like well if you turn left it might do it if you turn right it might do it up until the moment of like okay there, there's no <laughs> unfucking this and then you're just like ah, car payments again god damn it okay <laughs> But yeah, there wasn't, and I think that's why I'm not in a lot of pain despite hitting a wall at 40 miles an hour and getting <laughs> airbagged for the second time in my life. Mm. Like, I'm just weirdly chill about a lot of things. I'm just <laughs> like, ah, shit, this is happening. I think the reason I didn't die or have a horse was because I was just really chill about it. <laughs> well, because I can imagine my mom, like, clenching so hard that they find, like, <laughs> fucking, you know, knuckle prints in the steering wheel. And <laughs> me, I just, 
I just can kind of accept most things. I don't know, man. Like Your mom fucking... would give herself a heart attack if she yeah, she into would... the wall at like two miles an hour. Exactly. Yeah. She would be like weeping like my dad came back to life and died again. <laughs> but for me, yeah, I just, I don't like it. Life will go on until it doesn't. I don't know how else to put it. You know, like there's no real point in freaking the fuck out. I knew I wasn't going to die. I was like, well, it's definitely not that fast. Mm. And you're just like, this is probably just going to be a car thing. Uh, whatever oh, okay there you go yeah so uh, i just kind of let it happen because i very much accepted i didn't have any goddamn choice in the matter <laughs> that was like very, I, I thought that maybe you would have this like self-reflective moment where like you know when someone's life flashes before their eyes but like that scene in beavis and butthead do america where like he has the near-death experience and his life flashes before his eyes but it's all just him sitting on the couch in the same position <laughs> yes yes like that's you in front of the computer with reddit like as your life flashes before your eyes yeah exactly just and then that that one last really good improv that you did that night i guess i for me i just remember being grateful because i didn't eat the i didn't eat with everyone because i showed up late and (laughs) i had the sandwich and i was eating it while driving and i had finished it maybe like three minutes prior (laughs) and like the entire car Oh my God, Molly, if you've never set off an airbag before, the <laughs> fucking chemical stink of whatever those reactants are yeah. has permeated everything. And had <laughs> I, like, I cannot tell you how chapped my ass would have been if I was down that $10 sandwich. Oh my God. Like, I'm going to have to get a new car, which will cost <laughs> tens of thousands, but that fucking $10 sandwich being safe in my guts. Yeah. Like, it gave me the strength to carry on. He would have been pissed if you lost your life, but even more pissed if you lost the sandwich. Oh, yeah. And that's maybe why I didn't want to get upset, because if I just vomited <laughs> in anger, it would have been this delicious turkey sandwich. You're like, at least if I die, I get to shit out this amazing sandwich. Yeah, like a great bun, whole grains, you know, <laughs> delicious, like a grilled Havarti. <laughs> Something the coroner could really be proud of. Yeah, exactly. As they sift through, it's not going to be like Elvis levels of excitement where they find 30 pounds of pills in his fucking colon. But, you know, he'll be like, oh, my God, where did can you find a receipt in the car, guys? I I want this sandwich. Do you think there are any people who like specifically request a posthumous selfie just so they could see what they look like without the 26 pounds of excrement that they carry around on the daily? You even got me at that one. I'm sorry. It's okay. The, the silence was was hilarious. That was that was an answer enough. Okay. Yeah, that was moving on. <laughs> you overloaded even my processor. I blue screened for a second. Sorry. Um, okay. So you're getting a new car. Yeah. Um, well, no. I mean the 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 saga continued with that <laughs> shit, man. Like I eventually a tow truck shows up mm-hmm. and they're like well this the cops are like well this guy can at least give you a ride to you know the tow yard and i get in and uh guy didn't speak english all that well but well enough to be like i can dump you at the next exit <laughs> and i'm like yeah uh, it's snowing i don't want to die can you do any better and he's just like no oh my god like he drove maybe 200 feet up to get a second car <laughs> Like, we were, and that guy was way more banged up than me. 
like that guy looked like you know he had had a lot of it in a fight like fucking you know i I don't know if you played punch out a lot (laughs) as a kid but like when little mac was really getting the shit beaten out of him you mean like right before they fall and they're just all like (laughs) yeah like in between rounds where like you see the little portraits talking to each other it's like you know like because they didn't have voices as a goddamn nintendo cartridge so it's just like this little chirping sound (laughs) as the words scroll and like you know the 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 fights where you barely got little Mac into, you know, the little the break between rounds and like his eye is swollen and there's like visible blood and shit. Like that's what this guy looked like. He was fucked up from the collision. <laughs> and the guy was like, I'll drive you to the next exit. Yeah. And the guy was, yeah, pretty much like, I'm going to pack you in the snow so you don't bleed out. Right. So I, I talked to the cops and I'm like, yeah, uh, can you take me home? And they're like, well, where's home? And I'm like, oh, I'm about 10 miles down the highway. And they're like, fuck no. <laughs> like, we're doing things. It's snowy. <laughs> and uh, I was like, all right. So then I think on my feet and I'm like, can you take me like two miles back to my friend's place? And they're like, two miles, like two exits. Ah, fuck it. All right, get in. <laughs> so, you know, and, and, by the way, uh, none of the cops are masked. None of the tow truck tow truck drivers are masked. I'm just like, okay. like if I'm getting caroni, I'm getting caroni. <laughs> caroni. Mm-hmm. So I I chill out with the cop, and it's like twenty something minute ride, and we're chatting to go like literally, I think two and a half miles. Like that's how bad the conditions are. Mm-hmm. And like once you get on a cop's good side, this is a second cop, by the way. No, oh, no. Then, like, it's just nonstop stories about like idiots they've had to deal with, and it's almost worth it. Yeah, like I wouldn't recommend marrying a cop or like <laughs> getting in real deep with a cop because that probably is its own bag of horrors. But yeah. like, if you just want stories about how shitty humanity is, like, cops won't let you down. <laughs> like, they'll they'll tell you about all the, like their dumbest arrests and stuff like that. Like, they they don't want to sit silent in a car anymore than you do. <laughs> It's sort of like a proctologist. They'll start whipping out their weirdest stories because it's yeah, and it, yeah. And it's like yeah, it's like the same shit that they find when they cut open like a great white, like a license <laughs> plate and a doll and you know a human left arm. Yeah, a thalidomide and, arm. <laughs> the little flipper fucking yeah. And I eventually, thank God, get back to my friend Dawn's, and and to her ample credit, she's like. Uh, completely great hostess she's like please just sit on the couch stay warm watch as much football as you need to and I I pretty much dissociated for the rest of the day like I just kind of was like I feel okay but I know I'm not okay so I'm gonna sit here and I watched uh some you know the the Dallas Cowboys lost in heartbreaking fashion and I just remember turning to Dawn and being like, I don't care that I towed my car. This day was a net positive after that happened because I grew up a Washington fan. So fuck the Dallas Cowboys. And Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to like turn to her with tears in your eyes and be like, why is this <laughs> The dog pile. No, no. I, you know, it's a, it's a old school, old school rivalry and Washington will never be good as long as their <laughs> owner, Dan Snyder lives. But it's almost more satisfying to see Dallas lose. So I took that. Oh, Hank Hill would just be shitting a brick right now. Yeah. Oh, Hank Hill would be brokenhearted. Yeah. Like Hank lived. Yeah. He lived through long. <laughs> he, he lived through the glory years of their, you know, their fucking 
Landry. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess, yeah, he did see the Landry years, but he had the, <laughs> God, what is they won three out of four with Troy Aikman and Jimmy Johnson and all that, man. So, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so you're that. at Don's, you're you're happy. I'm binging that TV. We're yeah, totaling I'm... your car. <laughs> yeah, I'm binging. I watched uh, the Peacekeeper show or Peacemaker, whatever the fuck, Pacemaker. I don't know. The John Cena, John Cena with the stupid helmet show. Right, yeah, Peacemaker. There was like one scene where he, um, we were talking about the scene where he's dancing around Charlotte and how terrified mm-hmm. I was by his bulging vascular system. Oh, yeah. He's... Um. But I was also taken by the like psycho animal girl with the mullet. Um, I thought yeah, that was like this very bizarre existed outside of the confines of time and space kind of character. Yeah, like it really blew me away. So there's a scene in this uh, show where he takes home a woman from a bar, and she possesses a collection, like a deep cuts collection of '80s hair metal (laughs) and that is like not something that is really celebrated like there are people that are into 60s rock and 70s rock and shit like that i feel unless you lived through the hair metal shit Mm -hmm. no one's going back to it like maybe on like a fucking very topical level deaf leopard fucking i know like one motley Crue song level of listening yeah but this woman had like cinderella records and striper <laughs> like the real i, I was say the just dreads. thinking of cinderella cinderella oh, and fucking um oh shit there's um cinderella and Def leopard and um <laughs> poison like brett michaels back in the day when he was so fucking pretty oh i lived through all of it like that was my first music i'm trying to think of the bullet boys slaughter (laughs) fucking winger i'm trying to white lion i can can go on man i i heard all of this garbage right and it really for the most part wasn't great music like it was this odd marriage of kind of like maybe like an Aerosmithy Stones kind of vibe, but with the David Bowie glam look to it. It's fucking, it's an odd era to go back to. Yeah, it was, um, it, it was, it was sort of like trying to have all the balls of rock and roll while simultaneously being non-threatening. And it sort of felt like the musical version of Tom Hanks in a romantic lead. It's like, you kind of <laughs> yeah. want to bang him, but there's also nothing sexual about it. Like, yeah, except these guys all fucked a lot. I mean, they did. They really did. Pussy, and they were so still. beautiful, too. They were just like in their tight leopard pants. and Yeah, it was, it was bizarre because like they looked like very femme but you also knew they were probably violently homophobic (laughs) like like right like there's nothing gay about any of the members of cinderella yes Um, like at least to them um god's sake look up theater of pain era motley crew Oh my god! There's and like you said, poison. Fuck, cover some poison out. <laughs> like, like they make poison look like fucking Slayer. Oh yeah, the, and the amount like my dad grew up, and I was just like watching these videos, and then watching Kids in the Hall, and my dad's like a Greek immigrant. He's just like, how am I 
much cock is this kid gonna suck like watching this you know I like love all the like wires of masculinity getting crossed in your mind because it's like in the same way that women are mentally fucked by you know all this bullshit men are equally as fucked by just like all these mixed signals that you get you mean um, like- because we all want to blow jobs from C.C. DeVille. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Yes. Um, he's got a pretty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Gorgeous mouth, boy. Those beautiful blushing lips. Um, but yeah, it's like you have to be a cock master and a drill sergeant, but also be prettier than your girlfriend somehow. <laughs> that was... That was actually the title of my first album. <laughs> a cock master and a drill sergeant. I was dressed like Richard Gere in the little naval outfit, <laughs> walking out the door with Barbara Hershey. <laughs> that's, that's the album title. <laughs> no, that's the pod title. A cockmaster and a drill sergeant. <laughs> Give me five seconds. I'm going to type that. Uh, I like it when they name themselves. <laughs> it just happens organically. <laughs> Oh, Oscar worthy. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar worthy pod. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, that is an interesting aspect to that show, which, by the way, is a fun show. You know, I'm not like, like, I enjoy James Gunn well enough. I, I'd like to think I'm better than the comic book thing. But if you throw on the average comic book flick, I'm, I'm entertained enough. Um, Watch it all vicariously through Jason. Um, yes, your dude's a huge comic guy. He is. And it's like, there's things about it that I really like. Um, I think James Gunn is like a really great writer and I like his take on the superhero stuff. And it's also like the superhero genre has become so expansive that now it's like almost split up into all these sub genres inside mm-hmm. itself. Um, but I also just feel like overall my anxiety is generally too high to like watch the world end this many times very high stakes yeah that's why maybe you would enjoy peacekeeper because it seems pretty pretty low stakes so far it's just an episodic show right it's just like how am i gonna fuck this hair metal chick with the fake titty yeah oh shit so we didn't even finish that thought god damn it welcome welcome to podcasting with me (laughs) so what i'm saying is to have this depth of musical knowledge and celebration of that era. I would say at the very youngest, you're like 45 because, or your mom was Tawny Katane. Okay. You know, like yeah. maybe, maybe you are literally the fucking child of Janie Lane you know, from Warren's and you know, like uh, was it Bobby Brown. Yes. Right. That, that was his wife. Okay. Why do I know these things? God help me. So he, uh, uh He's hooking up with this woman, but like she's what would like gotta be mid twenties, right, Molly or something? But with like the implants and like you said, the almost like weird fucking mullet hair. I was like so jealous of the boobs because I've been going through an insecure boobage phase, and it was mm-hmm. just like the boobs not moving at all while yeah, people were like fake. violently, and and I was just like, well, that they right. I. Don't know, like, um, uh, I I uh, I don't want to drag anyone for having fakes. Like I'm, and I know this is not going to sound like anything you'd expect out of me. I'm just not the <laughs> biggest fan of them. Maybe because no one does them tastefully. 
I mean, I feel like I've, I've known boob guys who like kind of just don't care either way. And I've known girls who have implants that like they did do it tastefully or it just looks good or I, I feel don't like know. you can do like a cup. A cup. <laughs> like a cup. I'll give you a cup. Yeah. Like Three if you're CCs. if you're an A, do a fat B. <laughs> like do that. But like beyond that, you're really playing with fire. Like it just doesn't um, uh, I think for me it was less about the aesthetics of her boobs and more just about the sheer physics of getting fucked that violently and not having things jiggle all over the place. Yeah, which if you're a guy is is lame. You enjoy <laughs> like hitting it and watching those things go up and down like you're a strong man at the carnival, you know, hitting that little thing with the mallet and watching it hit the bell. <laughs> it's like skipping a rock and not seeing any ripples. <laughs> yeah, like my... The you know my last go round was with someone who was in of the implanted nature and yeah they just kind of they're there they're they're sitting there you know but it's like uh, there's no there there oh <laughs> it's yet another lie that we've all been sold yeah um, yeah I don't know it's not a lie she paid for them their hearse. <laughs> Yeah, they existed. Um, but you, you know, know what I mean? Like, fuck it, I couldn't put my hand through them. Like, it was... <laughs> I couldn't put my hand through them like the fucking Matrix. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like I needed to get the, the parents of these boobs to fuck or they disappear from existence. <laughs> like, they, they were there. It just, yeah, I, I for a while have not been a fan. And yeah, a couple, couple times lately have have had that experience and again if you if you do that you know good for you and i'm not saying i'm gonna knock anyone hard for it you had your reasons you know like no one does that just for sport but yeah Yeah. if anyone's on the fence don't do it fuck it like and people have autoimmune responses to them yeah just the hell of it i don't know are you hear that ladies papa juice says he loves your he loves your jiggly low hangers and he's he's here for you yeah, exactly. Just throw them in a bra. Make make a presentation of them. Make a know. presentation. Get a pulley system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just get some fucking duct tape. Like you're on the runway. All right. Yeah. Huh. Anyway. Yes. Um. So. So then, okay. Did we we didn't wrap up the car story though? So you're at Dawn's. You're happy with the. Is there a is there a note you want to end on? Well. uh I do want to say that I bet you are going to, first of all, going back to Peacekeeper as we try to wrap up the scenes of this Herald. <laughs> uh, Why do they call it a Herald? They call it a Herald because I'm, okay, so I'm not a Beatles dude, mm-hmm. but apparently in Hard Day's Night, they ask, I think, George Harrison, like, oh, you have an interesting haircut. What's it called? And mm-hmm. he gives it like a name. Like, he's just like, oh, it's the Fred. Or some shit like Arthur. It's Arthur. Okay, it's the Arthur. So I think something similar happened where they were talking to improv kind of guru Del Close, and they're like, "Oh, what do you call this format?" And he's just like, "It's a Herald." So that's why it's called a Herald, not 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 in honor of your the man who sired you. (laughs) Sorry, Molly. I'm just like everything goes back to Harold, doesn't it? That's why they called the movie Harold and Maud. Harold and Kumar. Yeah, Harold and the Purple Crayon. <laughs> Harold, yes, my favorite Harold Ravis and Kumar. <laughs> he would have eaten the shit out of those burgers. Don't lie. <laughs> would have been great. 
so I, I just wanted to say regarding peacekeeper, mm-hmm. peacemaker, peace taker, whatever the fuck <laughs> it's called. Pacemaker, yeah. It's just called pacemaker. Um, Cock holster. I, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for that spinoff. <laughs> I, I am telling you right now that the hair metal shit is poised for a big resurgence thanks to that show. Mm. Like, 100% mark my fucking words because it blew me away how much people were exposed, like, got into the stuff from the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack, which he was also responsible for. Yeah. And I think for you and me, we were just like, this is pretty standard 70s rock. Like, we know most of this shit. Right. But he he has, I don't want to say like a Tarantino-esque ear. Like, I don't think he goes as deep as Quentin Tarantino when it comes to musical cuts. But he clearly is going to put a lot of hair metal that people just do not know of. Like, the current generation does not know of on the map. Mm-hmm. And, like, 100% mark my words in the next couple of months, you're going to hear an obnoxious amount of hair metal. <laughs> coming out it's gonna be cute it's gonna be like the way um you know kids my age sort of glorified like the hippie movement or the 80s and now it's gonna be like the zennials with their fucking mullets and yeah and um, fake tits and and fake tits and cinderella albums and yeah hot topic will do like a whole spread that's all just syphilis fresh from the cock of vince neal yeah (laughs) You know, the, the purse that looks like Holland Oates' dick or something like that. That's not hair metal, fuck. That's yeah, but kind of, of the era. Like, it's weird. Holland Oates has... Oh, God, don't even get me. I can go deep <laughs> on Holland Oates, man. I fucking... There, I, ugh, there is a Holland Oates album, and it might be an eponymous one. It might be self-titled. Where if you want to talk dudes, you would stick your cock in and still call yourself straight. <laughs> Let me, give me one second to find this thing. Um, I will will find, okay, yeah. The Hall of Odage. Odes to Hall. Hold on, I'm going to send you this photo, and I just want your reaction. Yeah, it's literally, it's called uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates, which is also another thing that I never realized, Molly. They never went by Hall and Oates. We just always called them that. What did they call themselves? They always billed themselves as Daryl Hall and John Oates. I'm not okay. saying all that. Okay, exactly. I've got, got fucking kids to take care of. I'm not giving a shout out to the name Daryl. Okay, look at that album cover. Um, hang on. We're gonna and we're gonna. Did go you out. send it to me? I said I texted. Oh, okay. It to you. Oh my goodness. I love seeing a contoured cheek and a handlebar mustache at the same time. <laughs> it's so special. <laughs> oh God. And on that note, I think we can wrap this one up. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm glad you didn't die and I'm glad the Cowboys lost. Oh, look at you learning sports shit. Yeah. I love it. Um, yes. Let's, you want to do one again in a couple of days and, I promise to not, fingers crossed, crash a car before then. Oh, and by the way, uh, thank you 100% to Eva Crickson, co-host Eva Crickson. I currently have, like, an 03 Prius, thanks to her. <laughs> like, otherwise, I would not be able to live my life because my, 
my mom has hoarded out even her car. Oh my god. So uh yeah, I I could not fill it with all the various key blanks that I need to run a business. You have to cut a path just to get to the fucking stick shift. That's <laughs> yeah, not good. I swear to god the trunk contains boxes of shit that she took out of her desk when she retired 5 years ago. Yeah. All right. Well, now it got real. Now it got sad. There's no hot out there. <laughs> Now John just needs to cry. <laughs> okay, go cry in your new Prius. <laughs> All right, Molly Heckelick. All right, Papa Jew. Have a good Bye. one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>